Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Notes and Nuggets. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues Insider, Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. It's a fast lane here on 101 ESPN. We head out to our celebrity line where we're joined by our guy, Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic. JR, how are we doing today, bud? Doing awesome, boys. Uh, good listening to your show today so far. Yeah, Good so I, I want to talk about that. Carrie and I were talking earlier today for, for you, JR. I know you heard that, but for maybe somebody else who wasn't listening at the time, we're talking about not having friends on the day of the game. You know, not talking to guys, or if you did, you know, whatever. But once the game starts, it's on like Donkey Kong. And then, Jr., you you shot us a text, and this is a true text <laughs> because I played with this guy. I seen it with my own eyes. Won't you tell us what you sent us? Yeah, when I was listening to uh, the show earlier, and I'm with you guys. It just doesn't seem today like it was whatever 20 years ago. Uh, you know, they're they're a lot more friendly with each other, the, the athletes today, and all the sports. Uh, but it reminded me of an uh, interview and story I did at The Athletic with uh, Tony Twist. And, Riv, I'm sure you've been out to his house. I'm, I'm at Twister's house. This is last year. I'm in his garage. We're sitting at, like, a makeshift table that's really a piece of plywood, right? And and he's across it. I'm intimidated. Like, I grew up watching Tony Twist beat, beat people up. And, like, in, be- in between sentences, he's walking outside the garage and, like, just spitting a big loogie into the grass, right? And, and then he comes, then he comes back in, and he says, no, no. What I would do is the morning skate, 1030 in the morning, uh, the other team's out on the ice, and I would go to their, their bench, their bench, not our bench. I'd take my shirt off, and I'd grab their Gatorade water bottle, and I'd drink <laughs> their water with no shirt on while they're out on the ice. And, and then, he said, then he said, come 630, it's pregame warm-up. And, Riv, I didn't know what a big deal the red line was during warm-up. Oh, yeah. I get it. I get it, but... You know, I could assume that that's probably territory that uh, you want to protect there. But, but uh, Twister said that he would purposely stride over that red line and just glare at guys. And he said, "Smell fear, feel fear," and that was his tactic. So, just amazing stuff from Twister. Yeah, I, I saw all of this firsthand too. It, <laughs> it was always kind of funny because you'd see him walk down the hallway and then walk out the tunnel to their bench. And like sit on their bench, just like whatever. Look at their sticks, drink their water, <laughs> and guys are like not even like not even making eye contact like with them. There, yeah. yeah. So. And just just to just to illustrate the difference. And listen, I don't want to say guys aren't competitive today. They for sure are, else they wouldn't be in the league. But ju- people that aren't familiar with the morning skate, the, the home team goes on the ice at about ten thirty. And they're on about 20 or 30 minutes. They come off, they, they scrape the ice, and then uh, they flood the ice, and then the other team comes out, the visiting team. 
Well, 100% of the time, you will see a Blues player or a player from the other team skate over to the bench and chat with his buddy who, you know, maybe he knows from a camp or they got the same agent or what have you, but there will be a conversation before the game, a couple guys uh, sitting there. Uh, chatting it up before you. So, I don't know. It's it's just different. Yeah. Oh, it's different. I'm going to tell you a story, JR. And, uh, Carrie, I don't think you've ever heard this story. And we're, we're on Tony Twist right now. We'll stick with this for mm. one, at least one more story. Is We were playing in Chicago, and Doug Gilmore actually played for the Chicago Blackhawks at one point. And Dougie Gilmore cut through the middle of the ice, and I crushed him. Mm-hmm. I didn't really try to hurt him as bad as I did. You know, I had some respect for the guy, but I crushed him. Yeah. And he had to leave the ice. His shoulder was all messed up. So then the next time I got on the ice, we're in Chicago. Now they've got last change. Yeah. So I'm standing there. It's an offside right right in front of our bench. And I'm on the ice. And they've got last change. Ryan Vandenbush, Reed Simpson, Bob Probert, Dave Manson. (laughs) Like every knuckle dragger they had comes onto the ice. I'm on the ice with Mark Bergevin. He can handle himself okay. Like he's, he's a strong guy, you know. But not in that category. Right. And I got Scott Pellerin, Craig Conroy, and Blair Atchinum. Three guys that don't fight at all. And they're all looking at me like I'm Thanksgiving dinner. They win the face off. They go they go to dump it in my corner because they want to murder me. Yeah. Well, they shot it in our bench. So the whistle. I'm like, whoo. JR, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Quenville sees what's happening. I'm off the ice. Like yeah. he's gonna save me here. No, he doesn't. He lets no. out there. We line up again, and at the last second, Twister takes his stick and pulls Scott Pellerin to the bench and jumps on the ice. Yeah. And stands oh, there goodness. and stares at the, the whole five guys, including Bob Probert at this time. And he goes, any of you blankers want to fight? <laughs> Nobody says a word. So he's like, all right, let's play hockey then. Win the face oh, off. I'm goodness. skating around. I had diplomatic immunity at that point. You were, seeing, you were good to go. Yeah. Well, just when you started to name three or four knuckle draggers, oh, that man. just shows how much the game's changed. Oh, yeah, it was it was wild. But Twister's a good dude. Um, all right, JR, let's talk about, uh, unfortunately, let's talk about last night. Not mm. a great game for the Blues not the effort they wanted. Drew Bannister upset. You could see him in the presser after, like visibly upset, where he was picking his words wisely not to get a little out of control. You know, what's your take on everything last night? Well, I just looked at my contract with 101, and it says uh, that if the Blues lose to the Columbus Blue Jackets one to nothing the day before a 10-day break that I don't need to talk about. So. <laughs> I don't blame you. I had, I had to do it. JR, you're going to have to do it, okay? <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I think it's a situation where that game was uh, horrendous to watch. Like, I've talked to so many people. Obviously, you read the social media feed, and, and people just really upset with the way that went down last night. Yeah, I go back to yesterday morning, Riv. You heard uh, Drew Bannister. He said, look, we've got too much on the line. We've built a lot here uh, to overlook this game. And so, you know, I didn't expect them to win the game 6 nothing, but I, I felt like there was a, there was going to be an effort and likely a victory against this team. And then you go into the break, uh, you know, six-game winning streak. So extremely disappointing, I think, this. We can analyze it to death, but the bottom line is this. This is a decent team, maybe not a good team, certainly not a great team. I think that there are shortcomings that show up on a regular basis. I think that there are nights when they don't compete. We saw that last night. If you want to say they were headed to the beach, whatever you want to say. I think that they can be 
a winning team on, on some nights, and we've seen that with wins over Vancouver, Florida, so on and so forth. But this team just has to come out with the right mindset, and they did not do that last night. And You know, I've thought about this. Like, we, don't, we can sit here and talk about all the stats, the, the shots, the lack of shots, the power play. The power play seems to be coming and going here lately. But the bottom line is this is a team that's in transition, and they're not, I don't think, good enough to get into the playoffs and win two or three rounds, but they should be good enough when things are going well, like they have been, to go out and win that game last night. And I think fans have every right to be extremely disappointed when we watched what we did last night. JR, I was going to ask you, which team is this team really? Are they the team that went on a 5-0 winning streak? Or are they the team that, you know, as you said, were, were ready to get to the beach, it looked like, in last night's game? Yeah, Kerry, I think it's uh, – you looked at the analytics in the five games and people hate that word, I get it. But people said, hey, listen, they're, they're still not a great team even though they're winning these games. And I understand that. I, you know, I look at those numbers too and, you know, they should have been beaten in two or three of those games. But, you know, my stance throughout that five-game winning streak was, hey, they're winning games. Enjoy it. We're not going to criticize them when they're not playing well and then rip them when they win games. So, uh, But big picture, you know what kind of team this this group is. So – you know, I, I think they're somewhere in the middle of what we see, uh, you know, throughout the course of these 46 games. And, you know, whether they make the playoffs, it's going to depend on what kind of mindset they come back for these last 14 games before the trade deadline and what Doug Armstrong decides to do heading into that March 8th date. JR, last thing for you here. A couple things, actually. Um, first off, you know, what are your feelings on the job that Drew Bannister has done and do you think that he has made himself a bit of a front runner at this point? Yeah, I, I like the job that he's done. I think the one thing you you can talk about the uh, the coach bump that you get when you hire a new coach. You know, obviously, I think that's uh, come and gone. Uh, I think that they were continuing to win games because he's an instilling a belief, and, and these guys are buying into what he's saying. So I think there's definitely some positive into uh, what he's doing. Uh, is it his job to lose? That's the question that people have asked. I had it in my mailbag the other day. I think that he's put himself in the best position possible if Doug Armstrong is thinking along those lines. So it's not going to be a situation where Doug's like, well, I wanted to give it to him, but he just didn't. You know, No, I think that he's put himself in, in a good position. You know, you heard rumblings. Uh, Elliot Friedman reported that there's probably some interest from the Blues in Patrick Waugh before the uh, New York Islanders hired uh, Patrick Wall last week, two weeks ago. So I think that that kind of leads you to believe that at the very least, Doug Armstrong is exploring. So, you know, I can't say yet that, that Drew Bannister has this job when you know that Doug Armstrong is doing that exploring. I just know that if he likes what he sees, I think that uh, he could give this job to Drew Bannister when it's all said and done, based on what we've seen so far. All right, JR, last thing I got for you. All these players are headed off to better places, warm places. I'm headed down to Mexico soon. You doing anything for the break? I'll be in God's country here in Imperial, Missouri. (laughs) 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 But, hey, listen, I I heard you this morning uh, with Randy. I'm looking forward to the pictures with the Speedo when you're in the – Mexico next week. I'm looking for the creativity. What kind of design did you come up with uh, this week? And I will be living vicariously through you because I will not be in Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah, I promise I won't let you down, okay? 
right. Thanks, buddy. All right. That's Jeremy <laughs> Rutherford from The Athletic. You can check out all of his stuff over on Twitter slash X, whatever the hell you call it these days. And that's at JP Rutherford. JR, thanks again, man. Have a great break. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. And be looking for a piece at The Athletic. Uh, I'm going to talk to Paul Stastny, and he's going to break down what Robert Thomas is doing well with some video clips. So we'll have that up at The Athletic uh, here in the next few days. Awesome. That's going to be great stuff. We'll definitely check it out, buddy. Have a good one. Thanks.